Thank you for joining us for this week's sermon. This week we are celebrating Christ the King Sunday. Renus begins our sermon by concluding the book of Judges and shows us how the story points towards the need for a king, but a king that is greater than the ones we see in the Old Testament. Corey continues the sermon by talking about Christ the King and how he shows us that the kingdom of God is much different than any kingdom we've ever experienced before. So as Mike has already reminded us, today is Christ the King Sunday, and in the church calendar, the liturgical calendar, the Christ the King Sunday is actually the, the high point of the calendar. The whole story, beginning at Advent, through Epiphany and Lent and Easter, Resurrection, Pentecost, and then a whole season of ordinary time, brings us to this moment that Christ is King. And then in Advent, we start telling the story again, because it is the central story. As you know, we've been talking about judges here this fall, and let me just make a connection. Uh, it's not immediately obvious, the connection between judges and Christ being king. But let me just make this brief connection. So uh, the, the, the story of judges, you know, quick summary, is primarily this cycle that gets repeated again and again of um, Israel turning away from God. They, uh, they get... Uh, some nation comes in, oppresses them, makes life really hard. They cry out, and God sends a deliverer, and then there's a time of peace, and they repeat the cycle. But the cycle repeats again and again, because the deliverer doesn't, doesn't actually challenge or is even able to challenge some of the deepest issues. So um, Jenny asked me to come up with an object lesson for this point, so I was like, I so if you're like under 10, here's a question for you. What goes round and round? Thank you. The wheels on the bus. There it is. The wheels on the bus go round and round. Here's my bus. Uh, Brad, you might recognize this bus. Um, my buddy Brad's here. So uh, this bus was given to me by youth group kids many years ago because our bus broke down, and they gave me a new bus. <laughs> but the wheels on the bus go round and round, sort of like this cycle in Judges. It keeps going round and around. It doesn't go anywhere. In fact, it's worse than that. If you follow in the book of Judges, the cycle, the going round and round gets worse and worse. As you can see on this slide, the cycle just kind of goes downhill. It spirals down. It gets worse and worse. And it ends with these really awful stories of idolatry and violence, which is really a breaking of the covenant in every imaginable way, right? To love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength but they've turned to idolatry, they have not loved God, and to love your neighbor as yourself, they've turned to violence, they are not loving their neighbor. And the book of Judges ends with this rather grim summary. In those days, Israel had no king, and everyone did as they saw fit. So not only do the wheels of the bus go round and round, but the bus, it's, it's, it's in bad shape. It's not going anywhere. They actually not only need a new bus, they need a new driver, if you want to stick with that analogy. They need a new bus driver who will get them unstuck and move them in a new place. That's sort of the book of Judges in a nutshell. But 
what we miss is the connection to the larger story. So the last, this final slide, Nikki, if you'd put that up for me, I'll walk you through. So the book of Judges sits right there. It's after Exodus, and there's a number of books. I, I do know that. There's books in between Exodus and Judges. But the Exodus narrative, the story, is God calling out a new people out of slavery, bringing them into the wilderness, establishing a covenant, a new relationship, and giving them a new land. They were to be a new people light to the world. But as Judges has made very clear, uh, that doesn't work out super well. The bus gets stuck, it breaks down, uh, they, they just don't, it just doesn't go well. And the book of Judges ends with no king, so then you get into the books of kings in the Old Testament, you think, oh, they'll have a king now, things will be better, but human kings won't get us there. That's what the books of kings will, will make very, very clear, is that that human kings won't address the core issues. What is needed is somebody else, a different kind of king. Now, if you can you just put that slide back up for a moment so we can see it? There it is. If you see under the book of Judges, so in the book of Judges, the last line, in those days, Israel had no king. Everyone did as they saw fit. The very next, very next verse in your English Bible, the way it's compiled, is this from the book of Ruth. In the days of the judges, in the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land, so a man from Bethlehem in Judah, together with his wife and two sons, went to live for a while in the country of Moab. And so begins the story of Ruth. It's just kind of this tiny little story tucked away in there that you kind of don't really read or or you kind of skip over and get on to the kings, the story of kings. But what the book of Ruth will tell you is that God is doing something different. Because out of the story of Ruth and her faithfulness and Boaz and his faithfulness, those characters, comes the birth line of Jesus, who will be an alternate king to the kings that are talked about in the book of Kings. So even though there are human kings that sort of carry the story for a while, God is working underneath all of that, establishing a kingly line that will ultimately bring us to Jesus, Christ the King. Because that is the king we need. That is the king we still need. So with that, let's turn our attention. I'm going to invite Nalanda to come up. We're going to read a story. That, uh, and we're just going to spend the rest of our morning reflecting on, singing, worshiping, and uh, responding to the king. Jesus, that king, the king we all need. Nalanda, please. Good morning, Varsity Bible Church community. Special welcome to all the children who are gathered in the room and online. It's good to be together. Even though we live in a part of the world that tends to be, generally speaking, pretty passionate about local leadership, have you ever noticed that we still end up talking quite a bit about kings? It was difficult uh, to miss earlier this fall uh, when the United Kingdom and Canada, by association, found itself with a new king in the form of, who's this? King Charles. Some of you said Prince Charles. It is not Prince Charles anymore. King Charles. For a couple of weeks, this semester, this face, this name was everywhere, wasn't it? And millions of people were watching, and maybe some of us in this room as well. 
While that story has simmered down a bit, King Charles was in the news again this week. Does anybody know why? Why was King Charles in the news? Birthday. It was King Charles' birthday on Monday. He turned 74 years old. Happy birthday, Charles. It was his first birthday on the throne. I don't know if we can have that, that image back up just momentarily. What is he not wearing right now? Can anybody tell? There's no crown. What's going on there? He hasn't had his coronation day yet, but, but he will one day soon, and when he gets that crown on his head, it will be a, an official symbol of who he is as, as the king. Okay, but kings don't just capture our political imagination, do they? They also find their way into how we talk about and celebrate our sports heroes, right? Are there any basketball fans in the room today? Okay, can anybody tell me who is considered currently the king of the court? Who's this? LeBron James, right? The Los Angeles Kings, the NBA. Uh, For those of you on, what did I say? Los Angeles Lakers, thank you. Thanks, thanks. Renus corrects me about sports all the time. Not. For those of you on social media like Renus, you can follow LeBron James on Twitter. His Twitter handle, anybody know? At King James. At least we think it's his account. We're not really sure anymore if you're following Twitter news uh, these days. If basketball isn't your game, how about hockey? Okay, when Wayne Gretzky, back in the late 1980s, he joined the Los Angeles Kings. There we go. He was given the nickname the Great One, but also King of Kings. That one doesn't sit too well with us church folk, does it? After all, this is the title that Jesus' followers have been given to Jesus since the earliest days of church history. But it might surprise us to know that Jesus' followers actually borrowed that title, King of Kings. It turns out, if we can have the next image, please, that um, some human kings, emperors in the ancient world, actually liked to use that title for themselves, King of Kings. So when Jesus' followers called Jesus King of Kings and not, say, Caesar, uh, they were actually doing and saying something quite controversial, it turns out. So now that we've had a little bit of fun looking at some so-called kings of the past and the present, let's talk just a little bit about the significance of Jesus as king. As has been mentioned today, according to the Christian calendar, is Christ the King Sunday. And this is a very special day each year where Christians around the world, we celebrate and we remind ourselves that Jesus, not LeBron James, etc., is the true king. So if Jesus is the true king, well, what is A king, a king most basically is someone who has charge over a kingdom. A a king is someone who has power. A king is someone who has authority. But what what is a king supposed to do with this power, with this authority? Does a king use their power to live in fancy palaces like Prince or King Charles? Does a king use their power to slam dunk a basketball like LeBron James? Does a king use their power to score heartbreaking goals against the flames like Wayne Gretzky did so many times? 
Does a king use their power just to look out for the rich and the powerful, like so many ancient and maybe not so ancient kings of the past? No king, a true king, uses their power, uses their authority for much greater purposes than these things. True king uses their power and authority to bring peace and justice for everyone particularly for those who don't have a whole lot of power and authority. The Bible tells us that when Jesus came to earth, he went around telling everybody that uh, because he had come, the kingdom of God had come near. And then he shocked everyone by saying that that kingdom belonged to children and to the poor. He said that in his kingdom, the first would be last, and the last would be first. I think I have a lot more to learn about this kind of kingdom. And I think this is what the story that Miss Nalanda read this morning is getting at, that the kingdom that Jesus was bringing was so different than the kingdoms that we're used to um, that Jesus couldn't just tell us about the kingdom. Jesus had to show us what the kingdom was like. And so when he calmed that storm when he fed the hungry, when he healed the sick, and when he rose the dead back to life. He wasn't just telling us about the kingdom. He was showing us what the kingdom looked like, what the kingdom tasted like, what the kingdom felt like. So kids, doesn't this kingdom sound like a place that would be pretty cool to live in? Doesn't it sound like at grown-ups a, a thing that we'd like to participate in? Nothing to be afraid of. Children, always welcome. Enough food for everyone, rich and poor. No one's sick in the hospital. No funerals to go to. So in closing, on this Christ the King Sunday, let's do three things. Let's, number one, let's celebrate. This is an awesome, happy, celebratory day. Let's celebrate that Jesus is on the throne. Number two, Let's, our, let's remind ourselves that uh, the kingdom that Jesus brings is one of peace and justice for all. And thirdly, let's pray. Let's pray that God would use this faith community, Varsity Bible Church, um, to show the world, not just tell the world, to show the world what his kingdom is like and what it will be like when it comes fully on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. For more resources to help further your study throughout the week, you can go to vbchurch.ca forward slash sermons.